planet Earth, wherever you are in the United States of America. Welcome back to the Paul McGuire Report as we take a deep dive into the real truth, not fake truth. You know, being a cheerleader for this political party or that political party and superficially saying rah, rah, rah uh, to stuff that is destroying the integrity of our nation and never addressing, never addressing the real root problems that are uh, destroying our nation, never addressing the real root threats that are threatening our nation. That is disingenuous. That is cowardice. In fact, it's worse than that. That constitutes, if you fail, and this is for Christian leaders of any kind, part-time, full-time, pastors, professors, denominational heads, ordinary working Christians, and, and just concerned citizens of, of all kinds that love our nation. Right now, where we are in the historical timeline, we are in the greatest crisis America's ever been in. And that is directly linked to the greatest crisis that the world has ever been in. They're, they're coming about at the same time, and it shouldn't surprise us. So we need to understand that the Lord God Almighty, the biblical God, the only God that's real, final reality. We need to understand that the Lord God Almighty is not sitting up there in heaven uh, being amused as his creation is being subjected to demonic and satanic uh, destruction and assaults that in previous generations were unthinkable. The level of threat that the world is facing, the level of threat and danger that the average person, like you, like me, like people all across America and all across the world, the the level of threat, potentially, that we are facing is off the charts. It it has never been of this magnitude. And the reason for that, quite simply, is mankind, America, the superpowers across the world, we now have technologies and sciences that were once considered uh, impossible for us to to invent and build. And we now have arrived at a time where we are literally building and creating science fiction-like sciences and science fiction-like technologies. And many of these technologies and sciences are are being hidden from the average American, but but you know they're not really like secret. They're they're hidden in plain sight. So if you have your eyes open, you will recognize that that you know I've spent a lifetime researching this stuff, and one of the one of the prices of spending a lifetime researching this stuff is not everybody likes you, not everybody uh, likes what you have to say. You will be called names. They will attempt to marginalize you. They will attempt to suppress you. They will attempt to uh, make you sound like a kook or, or label you falsely a conspiracy theorist. Well, I have a response to that, but it's not very Christian, so I'm not really going to echo it. But let's just put it this way. It's a little bit softer. Damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. You keep on moving forward, 
obeying God, accomplishing the mission that God has called you to accomplish. Your mission is not to be liked by everybody. In fact, most likely you are not fulfilling your mission. You are not doing your mission if you spend all your time trying to earn favor or respect or or get all kinds of awards and affirmations from various outgrowths of the world system. The price for telling the truth is you're going to get called names and they're going to attack you. Conspiracy theorists is like just one name among many. But, not, you know, it doesn't bother me. I actually laugh at it because I, I have never met somebody who has called me a conspiracy theorist, either in print or video or whatever, or lashed out at me in a conference or whatever, where if I had chosen to exert uh, my God-given abilities, I could have crushed them uh, and marginalized them and their attacks in seconds, simply because overwhelmingly, the fact of the matter is, the people that would call you names and me names, <clears throat> they have spent in their entire lives perhaps just minutes researching or educating themselves about anything that has to do with our reality, whether it's medical, new medical technologies, whether it's physics, whether it's economics, or, or whatever it is. They have invested almost no time whatsoever in learning and educating themselves and acquiring wisdom on the matters that they so pompously love to speak about. So, yeah, it's having, look, when an idiot calls you a conspiracy theorist, you know, lighten up. And just remember that the person who called you a conspiracy theorist, because you did do your homework, you did do your research, so the person who calls you a conspiracy theorist and has done no research is an idiot. I'm not being unkind. You, you, you would have to be an idiot to pompously proclaim your beliefs based on no research or study or education. And so there is enormous transformational power in speaking the truth and, and ass assessing and acquiring knowledge that when you speak it through the various technologies, you literally have been the, given the power by God to, to transform this world for the better. But, it, but make no mistake about it, it's a fierce and unending battle. All right, I want to get into this economic thing because it leads to where we are right now. We are on, some people think, the precipice right now of a major economic shakeup that could potentially involve major banks, major investment companies, major globalist corporations like oil companies and all kinds of things. So we, we, are in a potential high-level danger zone where potentially uh, big-name banks could fail. The dollar could further decline because right now our monetary system is being propped up by the illusion that our dollar is worth something. But all they did when they said they were fixing the economy, all they did is what dictatorships have done throughout history. They printed a lot of money with nothing to back up or be a foundation for the money. 
So they flooded our nation and other nations with millions of new dollar bills, but those dollar bills are not anchored to anything that's tangible, like gold, silver, oil, or whatever. So the inevitable result of that kind of economic policy is you create the perfect environment for the perfect economic storm. You create an environment in which uh, you create hyperinflation. Now, I, I try to demystify understanding hyperinflation. And, and I was thinking about it when I was doing some last-minute shopping for the holidays for food. And as I went down the aisles of the, the grocery store, supermarket, or whatever, I noticed the same thing that, that I have noticed often. And that is, this is not, what I'm giving you is not a scientific measurement tool that will give you a scientific explanation or an accurate, 100% accurate measurement of the devaluation of the dollar and the, the, how much our, our currency has inflated or become worthless. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's an unofficial, non-scientific method, but I find it gives me uh, a real hand, a real underst- a quick understanding of what's really going on in the real world. And of course, it would change depending upon what state or nation you live in. But I always, the way I've always looked at our economy is I look at the price of food, of bread, milk, of orange juice, basic food necessities, basic meals. What, you know, what are four sticks of butter going for right now? How much is a gallon of milk? And you go down the list. How much is, you know, I don't drink Coca-Cola, but how much is a Coca-Cola? And what I discovered, and this was several years ago, immediately as we entered this COVID crisis, the government began to print money from nothing, and, and that inflated our money. So the way you judge or measure how much inflation has occurred is you ask yourself, what is my dollar really worth in today's economy? What is my dollar really worth in today's economy? And that will give you an accurate feedback and an accurate measurement of just how well we're doing as a nation or as the middle class or the working class or whatever in terms of economic growth. And so I'll give you an example. I'll often buy these large bags of frozen uh, organic fruit. And you might think it's pricey. No, for me, I've discovered that's a good buy because it's actually cheaper than, than buying the, the perishable fruit. And it really, if you shop carefully and keep your eyes open, buying certain things that are organic can really help your health. And it will not, I'm telling you, because I do shopping myself, have for years. Uh, it's the New Yorker, and you know, I, I want to look for deals, uh, compare prices, and I got to do it quickly. That's why I, I, I don't have time to do coupons. If you have time to do coupons, more power to you. I don't. So, so let's. I can now, you know, I'm visualizing the layout of the supermarket that I go to, and what the various rows of shelves contain, 
So we start in the area where there's, you know, certain kind of foods. And then as we move row to row, we have the frozen food section. So the frozen food section has, I think it's 48, is it 48 ounces? I think it's 48 ounces or 47 ounces. And so if you get it on sale, it's like $12.99 for 47 ounces of uh, frozen fruit, like mangoes, organic mangoes, organic blueberries, blackberries, et cetera, et cetera. Very important because the organic it has to be certified organic. Very important because the organic fruits, the organic products, don't have all the chemicals, don't have all the poisonous pesticides in them that are killing your body and giving you all kinds of diseases. Okay, And you don't have to spend more money to do it. So you've got to break that mindset. So I look at the, the bag of frozen fruit. Okay, Now, I believe it's 47 ounces, I'm guessing. So 47 ounces of, of, of what's considered the large bag of organic frozen fruit seems like a good deal. Well, it is, relatively speaking. But that same bag of frozen fruit four years ago, four years ago, just four years ago, would have cost me 50% less than it costs me now. Okay? Same thing for you. The, the like, I buy uh, kefir, okay? The reason I buy kefir, it's an acquired taste, and guess what? You can learn to like it quickly. But the reason I buy kefir is because, again, it's organic and it's healthy. And scientists are discovering that all the probiotics, or what is known as all the friendly bacteria, that is essential for fighting off disease and building up our immune system. In organic kefir, which is like a liquid yogurt, or organic yogurt, but organic kefir is the best because it will have like 12 or 14 strains of high-powered, super immune system system building, uh, like a liquid yogurt drink. So I'm supercharging my immune system. And remember, the latest scientific discoveries have said that there are all kinds of ancillary health benefits to, to making sure you're ingesting the proper amount of probiotics in your diet. Now, um, so, so I'm not going to go continue to go, but I could. Uh, organic bananas. I always buy them when they're green because they're timed to go brown in like two days. But it has to be organic. Organic avocados, because avocados are, fun, are fattening, unfortunately, but avocados are supercharged with nutrients. Now, just taking all of those price items, including coffee, I have to have coffee. The average price increase of any given butter, of any given food item that I buy, the average price increase is approximately 50% higher in price, higher in cost today than it was four to five years ago. So, so what does that mean? Now, the government, of course, and the media will lie to you and, and give you a fictitious uh, uh, inflation rate and say, well, it's only 35% higher. Nonsense. You know that's not true. I know it's not true. So what I discovered was 
that anything I buy in the store, as compared to four or five years ago, really four years ago, is now costing me about 50% more than it did if I bought it four years ago. That's a massive, massive hit on the average family's budget. So when it used to cost me, and I'm, I shop, I just don't pick up anything that's expensive. I'm looking for value and savings. So when I shop and I notice that I, I check out my food, and I didn't buy all that much food, and everything I bought, everything that I bought was, was, was healthy or organic, but, but buying organic didn't cost me more because I shopped with my eyes open. But I notice that the average amount of money that I'm spending, depending upon how much food I buy per visit to the grocery store, the average amount of money I'm spending per visit to the grocery store is anywhere between like $178 to $248. Now, if you saw what was in my shopping basket, like your shopping basket, that is a lot, a lot of money for not that much food and not that much expensive food. It's a lot of money, $178 to $248. Four years ago, four years ago, it would be rare if I bought the same kind of food items. It would be rare if I went over $100. For the same purchases. And maybe if I was a little bit extravagant, I'd spend like a hundred and uh, I don't know, $20. Okay. So four years ago to buy the necessary food items, etc., was $120. Today, those same food items cost me anywhere from $178. And, and, and the norm is they cost me about $248. Now, in actuality, that is more than double. That is more than double the cost of my food purchases. So if you you use this as a tool for measuring inflation, your food costs have now risen to more than double. It's it's more than double, and it's it's heading even higher than that. It's heading to like 60 to 70% more money to buy what would have cost you four years ago. Okay, so then you go and you expand this unofficial measurement system to the cost of shirts, the cost of socks, the cost of over-the-counter things like Advil or whatever, the cost of whatever, uh, shoes, uh, batteries. I mean, you know, it, it all adds up. And it's all, on average, costing you and me, you know, approximately, approximately 50% more. So my costs just in all these areas have risen approximately 50 to 70% more. Okay, so I don't care how you get your income, whether you're on a fixed income, whether you're getting Social Security, whether you have a job. Uh, whether you work for the government, whether you're a salaried teacher, or wh- whatever your employment is, let's not be delusionary. You're working really hard for your money, or you, you supposedly paid in 
to your social security. Yet when the day is done, the the money they're issuing you from social security is is it's it's hardly worth anything. So when you put the money in social security, your employer did or whatever, it was taken out of your paycheck, it really hurt you when they took that money out. It really squeezed you. It really pinched your wallet when they took money out to put it in your Social Security retirement, okay? Because at the time that they took it out, that money was worth a lot more in, in, in connection with that time period. So now we've moved into the future four years later, and, and, and they, they've raised the, the amount of Social Security payments, you know, some minuscule amount, like 13.5%, okay, which is nothing. But all the costs for the goods and services you're buying are soaring. So what's happened? You're getting ripped off big time. You paid in good faith a huge percentage of your money to go into Social Security or whatever. Now it's your turn to collect it. And the value of what you can actually buy with your Social Security dollars has vastly declined. So you're in, you didn't create this problem. This was not negligence on your part. The government printed money from nothing and created inflation. You're now in a squeeze. You're now between a rock and a hard place. And it's not ethical and it's not right, especially when you add to that. And this is nothing to do with racism, nothing to do with uh, ethnic groups or anything else. But if you have these all these other hidden factors, increasing taxes and 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 taking money out of our economy, you have all these people coming across the border, and their education, their food, their living, their housing, for a very large percentage of the people coming across the border, all of their needs are being paid for, they, they're, they're not scrambling like you are to pay for the, all those things. It's being paid for for them. Their kids, I'm not exaggerating this, I know what's really going on. There are, many of their kids are going to Columbia, Harvard, and Yale, but yet you couldn't afford to send your kids to Columbia, Harvard, or Yale University. Why? Why, why the disparity? Why the difference? Because they are being incentivized. In other words, they're being rewarded for coming into the United States, and then we reward them by paying for all their needs and opening doors and paying for their tuition to Harvard and Yale. And, and it's at a level that most of you aren't aware of because you've never worked in the interior of the educational system or done research in it, which I have, and you'd be shocked. So. All of these things are going on, and it's lowering your standard of living in a serious way because you add all of it together, and it's lowering your standard of living. In addition to that, the present administration, the government, the Federal Reserve, they're all enacting policies that have the net effect of increasing inflation. lowering your standard of living in a serious way. And people are are, are unemployed, they're losing jobs. And the first thing that I noticed, by the way, when this whole COVID crisis happened, and then the government promised to to give away all this free money to help people, 
the first thing that I noticed immediately, like you did, I'm sure, was that the, 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 fir- the businesses that were the first to go down, the businesses that were the first to get hit were all the businesses owned by independent families, all the businesses owned by the hardworking middle class and working class. Those independently owned, self-employed businesses were the first to go down. They were targeted. It was not an accident that they went down. So you'd go to any shopping mall area, and you'd see all the stores in the first several waves, all the stores and retail chains and hamburger joints or whatever, that, that went belly up, that went bankrupt, like restaurants and stuff, they all had one thing in common. They were owned by independent families, independent business owners, and they were working-class businesses or middle-class businesses. Okay, They deliberately crashed. It was meant for them to crash because the system, the, the boys and girls behind the Great, great, great Reset, they want you They don't want you to be self-employed. They don't want you to control your own destiny. They want you to be a slave in working for like some giant corporation like Walmart or whatever, where where you can't, your income is regulated and and you have very limited opportunities. So that's the first thing I noticed. And I said to myself, I hear all this talk about Massive amounts of money and promises from the government that they're going to give out all this money, all this money they're going to give out to bail out and save the middle class businesses, the working class businesses, family owned businesses. I hear all these promises. Oh, yeah, we're going to emphasize we care the most about the middle class and working class business owner. All of that was lies. And you know they were lies. They're lying to you and lying to you and lying to you because those are the businesses that were all going belly up. And they're the businesses that are still going belly up at the highest rate. Why? Because the working class and middle class are not proficient and they're not good business people? Absolutely not. The independent business owner, family-owned businesses, working class and middle class, they never got all the freebies, all the money, all the the, the government checks to, to, to pay for your employees, the special low-interest loans to keep your business enterprise afloat. They they never seem to be the recipients of this massive wave of cash flow that ended up in the pockets of Target and Walmart and, and, and all the giant corporations. The giant corporations with their massive legal teams and stuff, they were receiving hundreds of millions and billions of dollars to keep their employees, to keep their businesses afloat. They were the recipients of a massive windfall of of cash flow, whereas conversely, the middle class and the working class did not receive the same consideration, and they have been negatively economically impacted in a big way. Now, there's a reason for this, and you see, you can avoid. The wise man sees the danger ahead. And he avoids it, or the wise woman sees the danger ahead, and she avoids it. Okay, in a moment, we're going to come back and give you answers about what's happening on a global level, a national level, economically, militarily, and in other key areas. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.
This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. We're going to give you disclosure about what's really happening with the economic system and the global system. Let's not forget something that that is that has been hidden um, from Americans since the very beginning our, uh, when our nation was founded. It was only recently, in the last number of years, and I talked about it, you know, two decades ago, but only recently via the internet and alternative media did it become public knowledge that just three giant globalist corporations essentially control all the assets, investments, and money on planet Earth. Just three. I list them in my book, Power From On High. So you have three mega globalist corporations that are essentially fronts, they're fronts for the secret invisible trillionaire billionaire class that that they function as the rulers of planet Earth, the rulers of America. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. Wake up and smell the coffee. It's real. I document this in my book with my sources in my book, Power from One Eye, and you ought to know what they are. So you have companies like the two competing companies for the control of all the money and power and wealth on planet Earth um, are just two companies. Excuse me, just three companies. The third company, State Street, is rising in power to accumulate massive amounts of wealth. And then you have another two, which I've listed in my book, The Greatest Battle, and then all the companies underneath them. So you have three companies that control all the wealth, all the capital, all the real estate, all the investments, the value of all the technology on planet Earth. Now, most people don't know that. So that, what that means, you know, Christian um, investment uh, counselors come up to me all the time wanting information. And it's, it's, it's unpolite, and I always give them the information. But I, I don't claim to be a financial counselor. Uh, but it, you'd be surprised that the average person, Christian or non-Christian, financial investment advisors, etc., they don't know things like only three corporations control all the wealth and uh, assets on planet Earth. That's incredible power. Now. Um, that's in my book, Power From On High, and you need to get it because I am giving these books away, okay? And and books are valuable because the day is coming very soon when the books that people like me write, books that that really tell the truth, they are going to be banned sooner than you think. And the way it will happen is some of these friendly companies that you love, like Amazon and the others that sell books and other things, they're going to start censoring the content of books. They're going, to, they're going to prevent you from buying books using the same artificial intelligence um, technology that they're now using to take down websites and social media sites like mine that speak the truth. So if you're trying to speak the truth in any category of life, they're going to try to shut you down and block your media communication, and block the sale and distribution of your books. So 
if, if there's books that are important to you. Like, for example, I use my own books going back decades as one of my primary resource, uh, primary resources because it gives me a date and a time of a, of a credible documented source that I can go to uh, immediately. Um, and so you, you need to, to take advantage of that. There was a famous science fiction writer, Ray Bradbury. He wrote, uh, the, it became a movie, Fahrenheit 451. Don't mix him up with the idiot Michael Moore, who, who lives like a rich capitalist but is a, but is a Marxist. Uh, Fahrenheit 451 was written by the great science fiction writer Ray Bradbury. And in the book, in the future science fiction dictatorship, and Ray Bradbury's a liberal, by the way, he warned that in the future, the, the purpose of the fire department would be to go around breaking into people's houses and apartments and searching their houses and apartments to see if they could find any books, any books that people might have had hidden away in their houses or apartments. When the fire department came, they would rip the books out of those people's houses, and then they would burn the books alive. Well, they would never lie, but they would burn the books in the public square. Because it was illegal to read books, because knowledge is power, and it was illegal to own books. Now, think of the technology of the Internet and things like that. All you have to do is press a button or send out a virus, and in 24 hours, you could literally erase every report, everything that would constitute a book or a fact sheet. You could literally erase all of that data and precious information off of the Internet in 24 hours because it's just the press of a button and AI. So you're going to find out in the days ahead that if you can hide books that, that tell the truth. If you hide these books so that if the fire department were to come and try to take your books or some other group, like in Ray Bradbury's novel, you will be able to benefit from these books. You'll be able to share these books with close friends. You'll be able to use these books to answer your questions about the future. But that assumes that you are going to begin to collect hard copy books or soft copy books, printed books. Printed books will increase in value no matter who wrote them, because as we move into the future, more and more books are going to be viciously censored. And you need to be aware of that. This is, this is coming now. It's already happened in, on the Internet. The more truth, if you want to know whether this ministry or that ministry or this person or that person is speaking the truth and communicating the truth, let me tell you something. The more a person or a ministry or an author communicates real truth, the more you will notice that they will be subject to attack, that they will be stripped down from uh, social media sites, that they will be banished from like Facebook and Google search and YouTube and stuff like that. In other words, artificial intelligence, machine reads, the content of videos, articles on the internet, and they will automatically in a robotic manner tear you down and strip you from communicating to anybody if you dare tell the truth or even ask a question about the truth. I mean, that's like right out of the book 1984, Brave New World, uh, Fahrenheit 451, etc., etc. It's a monstrosity. And I have been attacked. I'm under attack right now. Every time I turn around, it's obvious I'm on a list with Google 
and YouTube and a bunch of the others. Because I sent up, I believe it was an article where I'm standing in a forest in the mountains of high up in the mountains of Utah in the fall colors, and I'm I'm doing a video commentary on the beautiful aspects of God's created nature and how what God's create is awesomely beautiful. And I talk for about 20 minutes. And the backdrop is the beautiful fall colors up in the mountains of Utah. I believe that's the one that most recently they took down. They censored me from saying that. Doesn't that tell you a lot about them? Why are they so threatened that Paul McGuire would give an articulate defense of the beauty of God's creation and support that defense with a background video of the incredible fall colors up in the mountains of Utah? Why, why, why is that? Why would I be attacked and censored? Why would I be taken off of Google and YouTube and Facebook for doing that, for putting that out? What is so threatening about that? That's about peace. That's about love. That's about joy. That's about creativity. There's nothing hateful. There's nothing opinionated in it. You know, the, my core message, the core message of Paul McGuire Ministries and Paul McGuire of all of my 46 books and everything else, my core message has always been that the real God is love. God is love. And that we are commanded to love one another just like Christ loved the church. I don't do hate speech. I never have. That doesn't mean I don't speak the truth, but I speak the truth in love. So you're listening to a man who has paid an enormous price his entire life. I have been attacked by Christians. I've been attacked by media groups, social media groups, computer groups. I have been attacked uh, by many unnamed agencies. And what has been my crime? Well, legally, I have committed no crime. But, but why would they attack me? They are attacking me because I'm speaking the truth in love. And so, and I care about people, and I don't want people to die, for example, unnecessarily. Like, if I knew facts, and I'm not pretending to be a doctor, by the way, but if I happen to be aware of alleged facts that some doctors are allegedly saying about uh, what dangerous things are in uh, the vax and what the vax can do in terms of harming your immune system, many doctors are alleging that, and doctors are alleging that there's a that there's a direct relationship between all kinds of premature heart attacks, uh, heart failures. There's a direct relationship between that and the fact that you see all these professional airline pilots dropping dead on their way to the airport or dropping dead in the cockpit. You see all these big-time, super-in-shape athletes in all kinds of professional sports, all kinds. And you see live television footage of these super athletes in super condition literally dropping dead on baseball fields and basketball courts and soccer fields and football fields. Why are they dropping dead? Well, I've talked about it before in detail. Look, just go to the archives of archives of the Paul McGuire report. But I, I believe that I, I, I stand before God. And my conscience bothers me. I can't go to sleep at night if I know that I have truth that could potentially save your life, that could potentially preserve your reproductive ability if you plan to have children, 
I I couldn't sleep with myself if I didn't use the tools and the platforms that God has given me uh, to give you the knowledge that could save your life and the lives of your loved ones. If I have that truth and I hoard it to myself and I, and I just protect me and my family and I let you, sorry for the bluntness, but I literally let you and your family go to hell while I'm surviving and prospering, what kind of man would I be? What kind of minister would I be? I'll tell you what kind of man I would be or a minister I would be. I would be a false prophet. I would be the worst of all creatures to know things that could set you free and keep you alive and yet not tell you them because I'm more concerned for my personal safety and my personal comfort. Um, I don't even want to. I fear God. As for me and my household, we fear the Lord. I fear God. I fear, I know that God is love, but if I was to so egregiously protect myself while you died and were harmed, I fear that God would punish me. Not because he's cruel, but because he's fair. So I need your help, because we're in a war. Well, look, we can pretend it's anything but a war, but the fact of the matter is, any person that's educated, any person that has been studying what's really going on in America and around the world right now, the conflict with Israel and Hamas, which could explode into World War III at any any moment. Um, the the potential third uh, World War III scenario and a, a nuclear war coming out of the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine and the EU and America and China. The the rise of the new currency, the electronic wireless currency, <clears throat> the manipulation of our DNA and genetics. And it has been alleged by numerous doctors and DNA experts and geneticists and medical research researchers, it has been alleged that, that there are components in the vaccination um, which fit under the umbrella of what is now called a self-assembling nanobot. So that means you thought you were just getting a, a vaccine like in the old days, but what you're really getting is an injection of a microscopic, AI-driven, computerized, microscopic nanobot or bot or robot uh, injected into your bloodstream and body. And this self-designing, uh, self-growing nanobot is literally feeding off your body like a parasite. So it's feeding off your, your electrical energy. It's feeding off your life force, it's feeding off your blood, and it's feeding off of all the microwave pulses from 5G transmissions. And so all of these energy systems, according to the medical researchers, are causing, it's like something, literally, this is not an exaggeration, it's like something out of the Ridley Scott alien movies. There is, there is some kind of independent, artificially intelligent entity growing within you via nanobots, okay? It's growing within you, and then it uses metallic substances. Um, and these metallic substances, which are being dispersed upon you and your family via chemtrails, via the food supply, via the water supply, uh, via all kinds of things that you eat or take into your body. I've stood in my backyard. For months, and, and I'm high up on a, on a mountain over LA, 
but I'm not high enough to escape the the chemtrails, which they turn the entire atmosphere that I'm looking at. It's the entire atmosphere that I'm looking at becomes a misty pencil lead kind of color. So just imagine looking at a blue sky, white clouds, and the next thing you know, a blue sky and white clouds are infused with a pencil lead color that that disperses itself in the atmosphere, giving it a gray pencil lead overall general color. Well, what is that? That that is a metallic substance which is one of the components of the vax. And what it does to your human body is it turns your body into both a transmitter of electromagnetic frequencies and you become both a transmitter and a receiver of electromagnetic frequencies because of that lead-like substance. And then this self-growing nanobot begins to grow inside of you and allegedly, according to these doctors, and I've seen pictures and videotapes of it, that like like the thing in the alien movies, which grew inside the bodies of human beings, these things, these nanobot entities are growing inside your heart area, your pulmonary, uh, pulmonary area, your um, um, arteries, your capillaries, and then as they grow in size, feeding off you and feeding off EMF, as they grow in size, they inevitably clog your blood flow, your artery blood flow, your heart blood flow, your capillary blood flow, depriving your necessary organs and tissues of the pure blood supply that it needs to survive. This is demonic, my friends. This is demonic beyond demonic. This is beyond anything you can possibly conceive. The name of that uh, gray pencil lead-like substance that that is allegedly being dispersed through chemtrails into the atmosphere. And by the way, when I walk around the, the back of where I live, there's fruit trees. So obviously all the fruit is organic. But the fruits that grow from the trees are covered with this pencil lead-like mist. Well, what is the pencil-like lead mist? It's the same thing that's going into your body, lungs, and food supply. It's known as graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is a metallic substance that goes into your body microscopically after you've been vaxxed, and it turns you into a broadcaster and a receiver of electromagnetic frequencies. Now, back to the three big firms that own America. One is called BlackRock. One is called Vanguard, and one is called State Street. They own the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? They own the world, and they own the largest corporations in the world. Now, this globalist elite goes way back into Europe and the European banking families and the royal families of ancient uh, Europe and Italy and the EU and Britain, etc., and the globalist elite, as I write in my book, A Power from on High, they are the super-rich international banking families, such as the Rothschilds, the Bushes, the British royal family, DuPonts, Vanderbilts, and Rockefellers are the real owners of these giant companies. These are the super-rich banking families that have been working together for well over a century 
to bring about their new world order, now called the Global Reset. They largely operate on the occult principle of order out of chaos. They are accomplishing their goal of global conquest by destroying the world's financial system, buying up all the real estate, and eventually abolishing private property. Remember, they lie. Lying is is as natural to them as breathing. So what's happening in Southern California, and I would imagine it's happening all across the United States, is this. People are making offers to buy your house or your property at an unprecedented rate, in California at least. Okay? This is a big deal. So people are making a, an offer, a lucrative offer to buy your house or property, and they want to buy it. As it, it starts to go into ex, escrow or, or whatever, mysteriously, an unknown, unidentified third party hiding behind the facade of an LLC, which is a limited liability corporation. And so you see the number, the, you see the name of the LLC the Limited Liability Corporation, but you don't know who they are. It's some unknown group. It's some unknown entity. So while somebody's trying to buy your house, this LLC, this mysterious entity comes in and says, hey, wait a minute, before you sell that house to, to Joe, we're going to, our LLC, you don't know who we are, our LLC is going to Pay for you. We will. We're offering you to buy your house for cash. There won't be any excessive paperwork. We'll pay you cash money, cash dollars for your house or property. Now, who do you think is secretly buying up all the real estate? It's certainly not your average consumer, middle class or working class. They're not buying it up. There's a secretive third party with apparently an infinite amount of wealth hiding behind an LLC corporation, and they're stepping in at the last minute, offering you cash money to buy your house. What is that really about? Dig deeper. Remember the goal of the Great Reset, stated by Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum. He said, and I have the quote in my book, Power From On High, as well, as long, as, along with an explanation, Klaus Schwab said, Regarding the Great Reset, he said, you will own absolutely nothing, but you will never be happier in your whole life. Now, that is an oxymoron. That's a contradiction. But you see, keep your eyes open. See what is happening all around you. They don't want individuals to privately own their houses, their business, their properties, or whatever. They don't want private ownership because they want total control. They want to own through their corporations your house, your condo, your, your whatever you live in. They want to own it. That way they can keep you in the modality of being their slaves, and you will spend the rest of your life paying them a rent for the privilege of of living in a property you once owned. So they're buying up secretly all the property all across the United States. And why is this important? Because this is exactly, make no mistake about it, this is exactly what they said they were going to do in the beginning of their operation, of their secret plan. Okay? The Great Reset, you've got it, the light bulb has to go on in your brain. The Great Reset is not about helping you. The Great Reset is 
using all of these things and the companies they control, they're using the American middle and lower classes like pawns in a great chess game to go along with their great reset. But you've got to know, as I said in my book, Power from on High, and I want to read you a quote, quote, people need to understand that the great reset is not what is best for them. The great reset is about seizing all the wealth of the middle and lower classes and transferring it into the hands of the super wealthy and their corporations. The great reset is about enslaving masses and total control. Understand what I just read you? You did, didn't you? And then, as I said in the, my book, Power from on High, and my other books, these people, these globalist elitists, or the Luciferian elite, are fanatical eugenicists, which simply means they're going to use all their science, money, and power to genetically engineer, via selective breeding, they're going to genetically engineer a new DNA master race. And in the same time, they want to radically reduce mankind's population from 7 billion people to 500 million people as fast as they possibly can, which was carved into the Georgia Guidestones until somebody blew that up. Again, what are the words of Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum when he talked about creating an entirely new normal? Let me quote Klaus Schwab, quote, you will own nothing, but you will never be happier in your whole life. You need to understand that what he just said right there is one of the fundamental and most classic propaganda statements that was continually used by the Marxists and the communist revolutionaries. They continually told the people, you will own nothing, but you'll never be happier in your whole life. The problem is it's a total lie. Okay, so we don't have much time. We can take a stand. If we listen to the Lord, if we walk in the power of the Lord, if we use our minds at the optimal level that God intended us to use them with, we can turn this battle around. But we have to think for ourselves. You can't give your mind over to the TV or to this politician or that politician. And then you have to be open and prepared for when the Lord speaks to you. I just want to say this very briefly. Years ago, when I was first starting my radio show and launching my ministry, I became friends with Dr. Chuck Misler, the big Bible prophecy teacher at uh, Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Chuck Misler and Nancy Misler became close friends with me and my ministry. In fact, I got Chuck Misler on a lot of big radio networks. Now, Chuck told me his story. He was a high-rolling computer uh, businessman entrepreneur. Okay, a big, big shot, making a lot of money. So Chuck Misler sold some massive amount of computers to the communist Russia school system. I mean, it was worth the deal was worth hundreds of millions of dollars in computers he sold to the Russian government. Well, the Russian government was not trustworthy and the communist Russian government stole or kept the, the computers and the hundreds of millions of dollars he invested of his, partially out of his own personal money. The Russian communists stole all of the computers and all of his money, and Chuck Misler went from high roller, you know, big shot, and he crashed, and he had to file bankruptcy, and it was massive. He lost everything, and he told me this. His wife told me this. Chuck Misler lost everything. 
And so he had later in life, he, he, was, he was quite old, relatively speaking, um, when he had to start all over again. He, his money was wiped out. And so what he did, he got counsel from other Christians in, in Bible prophecy and similar fields. And Chuck Misler had to listen to the Lord. He had to start all over again because everything he had had been wiped out. And so what he did is he began to package his teachings, his Bible teachings, his prophecy teachings, his tapes and his books. He would pack them up in his car. Somebody that he knew knew that he went bankrupt, and they offered him the free rental of their uh, ski cabin, small ski cabin house way up in Big Bear, uh, which is higher up elevation than, than, than Lake Arrowhead. Uh, in San Bernardino County. So he was he was living way up in the mountains in Big Bear, San Bernardino County, with snow and taking these icy, snowy, you know, hours and hours of long, winding trips where he would go from church to church, teaching Bible prophecy, making appearances in Christian media, and selling his products, his Bible prophecy teachings, etc., selling them from the back, from the trunk of his car, where he would park his car outside of the church meetings. Now, this is a guy that was worth millions and millions of dollars with an international reputation. But things happen in this uncertain world. And he was wiped out economically. And uh, he had to file bankruptcy. He didn't have a penny to his name. So he had to start all over again. But Chuck knew something that many of you know and are learning. And Chuck knew something that I've learned and I'm applying. And that is this biblical principle, which is the fact that God is our source. So if man fails us, of everything we've invested in, money, institutions, all the man-made safety nets that we erect, if they are to come crashing down and we're left with apparently nothing and we have to file bankruptcy, the point that I'm trying to drive home to you is that man and government is not your source. God is your source. You look to God, you pray to God. God is your source. God will lead you. God will inspire you with ideas. And slowly, step by step, Chuck Misler selling his Bible prophecy product from the trunk of his car and driving all over the West and and California, speaking to thousands of people, he slowly, step by step, rebuilt a new business, a ministry, which then ended up reaching millions of people across planet Earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the message of Bible prophecy. He didn't give up. See, at the crossroads, Chuck Misler didn't give up. He followed God. And I believe God wanted you to hear that. No matter what your predicament is, don't give up. Look to God as your source, and God will step by step lead you and guide you and bless you, even though every human institution may have failed you. Now, I want to say to you personally that Paul McGuire Ministries, Paul McGuire and Paradise Mountain Church, was built and founded on the exact same biblical principles that Chuck Missler discovered. And he he talked to me about them, and he shared them with me. And his wife, Nancy Missler, shared those principles with me, and they talked uh, to me about them. And so, you know, I was riding high on the Fox News Network and CNN and writing best-selling books and all kinds of stuff. But 
like every man, the time will come when the winds of opposition will, will, will blow against you fiercely. And they did. I don't want to get into all the details, but literally all hell broke loose against me. For what? For speaking the truth and being faithful to God's prophetic word. And so I fixed my eyes on Jesus. I looked to Jesus Christ as my source of everything. My source of everything was not man, not some human institution, not my cleverness, not my brilliance. My ultimate source is and was and will be the Lord Jesus Christ, just like yours is. And so I I steeled up my mind. I fixed my mind on the truthful reality that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he supplies us with everything that we need if we will fall upon him. And I, too, began to sell my books and my products on the Internet before most people knew what the Internet was. I, too, began to to speak at churches all over the place, all over the world. I, too, began to to appear on Christian media. But the root of it was not being political, was not, you know, kissing up and trying to, to wheel and deal. The root of it was my foundation was Jesus. Jesus was my Lord, and I was seeking after Jesus. I was crying out to God. My friends, I want to tell you this. You will make it through the times we live in. You will have what you need. God will lead and guide you and your family and your loved ones. God will be faithful to you. I promise you that because I've discovered it to be true for myself. God will be faithful to you as long as you're faithful to him. So seek his face. Cry out to him. Pray. Remember that God is your source, and as you do that, God will open up the windows of heaven, and he will supply your needs, he will open doors where there are no doors, and you will be victorious, and not only that, you will be used by God Almighty as an instrument of winning people to Jesus Christ all over the world. So I need your help right now in winning people to Jesus Christ all over America and all over the world. I need your help. I need you to stand with me. and so. Thinking of Chuck Misler, thinking of my own journey, I ask you to pray to God right now in the privacy of your own heart. Pray to God and ask God how much you should contribute or donate to this ministry. And whatever God puts on your heart, huge or small, it doesn't matter. The key issue is obedience. Whatever God tells you to do in terms of giving or donating to this ministry, simply obey the Lord. And then, number two, become a a prayer warrior for the ministry, for me, my family, for everybody associated with this ministry. We need God's supernatural blessing and protection. And finally, they are waging war against me. As we speak, they are plotting and tearing me down from major websites, major social media sites, messing with the search engines. Why? What did I do? You know what I did? I told the truth. I spoke the truth in love. And so they're attacking me. They're punishing me. They're like, they want to make an example out of me speaking the truth in love. I need you to stand up for me, watch my back. I need you to, to, to expose their rigging. I need you to sign up and join my Prophecy eblast, my my social media sites and pages. I need you to like and follow and all the rest of that stuff. Look, whether you know it or not, we're in this battle together. They're, we're in this battle together. And what they do to me, they will eventually do to you if we let them get away with it. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. 